All Talks of Life with Chris Viniquest. You heard it right. This is All Talks of Life. And I'm your host, Chris Viniquez. Today, I want to wish you a good Friday. That's right. Today is the day that we celebrate the Lord Jesus going up on the cross. We knew what well, we know now that he would die, shed his blood. But Sunday's fast approaching. Easter Sunday is coming really quick. So happy Good Friday to all of you. Don't forget, get together with your family, go to church, hear the word, the seven last sayings of Jesus on the cross. Today, what I want to get into in this episode, first, I want to start off with the huge month of boxing. That is April of 2022. Big stuff going on this past Saturday, April 9th. Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, middleweight champion of the world, knocked out in the ninth round. Well, stopped Rio Murata in the ninth round on the zone down in Japan. Triple G has done his part to set up the trilogy with Canelo Alvarez. Um, the last time they met that was four years ago. First time they met was five years ago. I had Triple G winning the first fight, seven rounds to five. I had the second fight a draw, or maybe Canelo winning is seven to five. You know, so either six, six, seven, five. But I saw Canelo um, probably edging the second fight. If there had to be a winner, there wasn't a draw. I would have went with Canelo Alvarez getting that second nod. But definitely saw Triple G winning that first one. There's a stat out that I saw that said that out of the out of out of all the rounds that they fought, Triple G has won in punches landed. I believe it's like 18 uh 6 or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, I believe it's about 18 to 6 or 18 to 4 and then and then two of the rounds were a draw when it comes to punches landed. So Triple G has been the aggressor in the two fights. I believe that he'll be the aggressor in the third fight. But I believe that Canelo Alvarez, uh, at this stage in his career, in his prime, Triple G is now 40 years old. This was his first fight in 16 months, uh, April 9th. So it'll be his second fight, you know, for Triple G, you know, in just about two years when he goes up in September, hopefully against Canelo Alvarez. But Canelo Alvarez has some work to do because Canelo Alvarez also has a fight May 7th against Dimitri Bivo. That is for the 175-pound world title. But I do want to back up a little bit and get to the big month that is April of 2022 in the boxing calendar, giving you the big fights here right now. Just want to give you some of my picks. Tomorrow, April 16th in Arlington, Texas, Showtime pay-per-view. Errol Spence Jr. is going to go up against your Dennis, your Dennis Ugas for the WBC and IBF uh, welterweight titles. Also, Ugas has the WBA, so it's going to be for three belts. Um, the, the other belt is held by the man himself, Terrence Crawford, who I believe is the second best pound-for-pound -pound fighter in the world. 
the best welterweight in the world, in my opinion. The only thing is that his resume does not show that yet because he has not been given the opportunity to fight the best fighters in the division yet. As Spence has had the, be the, the, the chance to fight the better divisions and the, the better fighters in the division because he is with the PBC and they have the best welterweights as of right now. But obviously, um, Terrence Crawford is no longer the top rank and now he's a promotional free agent, the TV free agent. And he can fight where he needs to fight. So I believe that the best fights are yet to come for Terrence Crawford, who I think is the second best fighter in the world. He has a WBO welterweight title. So if Errol Spence comes out this fight, like I believe he should, I believe he'll get uh, Ugas, you know, 12 round decision. Uh, should be a unanimous decision in my, you know, in my eyes and the way that I see it. Ugas, for me, he caught Pacquiao, you know, on a night where. Pacquiao was a little off. Obviously, Pacquiao's over 40 years old, so he's going to have those nights more often than not when he's off than he's on after 40 years old. Pacquiao, still a very, very good welterweight, but, you know, he's going in now. He's uh, trying to get the vote to become the president of the Philippines. I hope that happens. I hope to see Manny Pacquiao become the president of the Philippines. I think that he has some good things that he wants to institute there. He's really going after the corruption and uh, the, the, the wealth gap in the Philippines. My thought is, Errol Spence Jr., unanimous decision over your Dennis Ugas. It should be, you know, some nice swing rounds, some close rounds, because Ugas is not a guy that's going to roll over. But I think that Errol Spence's talent, Errol Spence's power, and Errol Spence's defense should be able to show up. He's the bigger guy here. I think he's going to be the fresher guy. He's going to be the better guy on April 16th on Showtime pay-per-view. And let's set up that fight, finally, with Terrence Bud Crawford, Errol Spence Jr. Moving on, next Saturday, it's the big one. I'm talking about the literal big one. London, England, ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Tyson, the Gypsy King Fury. The heavyweight champion of the world. The lineal heavyweight champion of the world. The man who beat the man who beat the man. We're talking about going all the way back to Muhammad Ali and even before of the man who beat the man who beat the man. The lineage. The man who's carrying that lineage right now. Tyson Fury versus good contender Dillian White. 12 rounds for the WBC and lineal heavyweight title. I... I mean, what else can I say? You heard me hype up Tyson Fury. You've heard what I've had to say on this podcast in regards to Tyson Fury uh, when he was fighting Deontay Wilder for the third time. You, uh, you guys know how I feel about Tyson Fury. I think that he's the best heavyweight in the world right now, one of the top 10 pound-for-pound -pound fighters. The man has the head movement. The man has the feet, the footwork. The man has the jab. He has the hand speed. He might not have... One punch, knockout power. But Tyson Fury's got everything else. He can take a punch right on the button. He can get up in the time needed, the 10 seconds. He'll get up and he'll keep on coming. Tyson Fury is the man right now in boxing outside of Canelo Alvarez. But I'm telling you right now, Tyson Fury for me is the most, the best talker, the most exciting guy out of the ring, and He's undefeated in the ring, so he can back it up. Tyson Fury's not just coming to talk. Tyson Fury's coming to fight. 
He's coming to work. Dillian White, you know, I, I, he got knocked out by Anthony Joshua. He's been a guy that, you know, he's, he's got a couple of fights under his belt and things like that. He's got a couple of losses. But I, I believe for me, Dillian White is going to be a guy who's going to present, you know, some trouble. Um, he's he's going to present some trouble for Tyson Fury early on. There's a different kind of look. But once Tyson Fury understands the game plan, goes in there, focuses on it and do, you know, what he has to do, uh, it's going to be an easy night. It's going to be something that Tyson Fury is going to look back on. He's going to get some rounds in, obviously, once again, because he's not the, he's not a guy that's going to knock you inside of the first three or four rounds. But this is going to be something for Tyson Fury to have fun that night. You know, I, I believe he enjoys fighting, you know, right now. So for me, Tyson Fury is going to get it done. I believe that Tyson Fury should get a unanimous decision in this fight. But Dillian White, you know, he packs a punch, not a Deontay Wilder punch. He doesn't have, you know, the, the, the kind of quickness and the twitches that Deontay Wilder has as well over his right hand. So for me, it should be an easier fight, obviously way easier than, than the Deontay Wilder fights. But also Dillian White is no pushover. So he's going to come to fight. That That's a fight that I definitely got to catch. That's a fight that everybody listening right now should catch because Tyson Fury is the best bang for your buck right now, probably in sports and entertainment because he's going to sing after he wins. He's going to talk to everybody in the crowd. He's going to light it up. He's going to be fun in his entrance. He's going to talk after the fight. He's going to have his shirt off. He's going to make his trainer take his shirt off in the post-fight press conference. And, you know, they, they, they're just going to act out. They're going to act wild. And they're going to be funny, though. They're going to be entertaining. That's Tyson Fury. Entertaining in the ring. Entertaining out of the ring. For me, Canelo Alvarez outside of the ring. Not an entertaining guy. But he's the best in the ring right now, pound for pound. So Tyson Fury, April 23rd. London, England, ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus pay-per-view versus Dillian White. Look out for that one. That one should be good as well. April 30th, moving on to the week after that one in Las Vegas. The new fight capital of the world, even though I wish it was still New York, but New York has high taxes. A lot of fighters don't like fighting here. Whenever you can, come down to fight in Madison Square Garden. Even if it's once in your career, everybody wants to do it. ESPN. And ESPN Plus, Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez. 12-round fight. It is for Stevenson's WBO Junior Lightweight title and Valdez WBC Junior Lightweight title there. It is a unification fight. Champion versus champion on April 30th in Las Vegas. I'll be watching, I'm sure, and I hope that you will too. Because Shakur Stevenson, a young man that I've heard about for years when me and my kids were up in the boxing gyms making our rounds. They were making their rounds, but I was the one driving them around. We heard of Shakur Stevenson since he was an amateur. And every time we'd ask about him, he's getting better. He's winning fights. You know, he's rarely do you hear that he lost. And for, for a while there, he had, he had a streak where, you know, he just he wasn't losing until he got to the Olympics, the final, and he became a silver medalist, lost that fight. But since then, Shakur Stevenson turned pro, been on absolute tear, doing what he's got to do. And I think that with the way his defense looks, with the way his sharp punching looks, his counter punching is, 
uh, the, the footwork that Shakur Stevenson has. I think Shakur Stevenson, one of these days, will probably be the number one pound-for-pound fight in the world. Gonna take a couple of years. But this fight right here versus Oscar Valdez, the second best 130-pounder in the world right now. The guy who knocked out cold Miguel Burchell, who was the, the boogeyman of that division before Valdez took him apart. And Burchell came back for it a couple of weeks ago. But Burchell himself got knocked out yet again because Burchell just not, he's, he's just not looking like himself. So Miguel Burchell, um, just, just not, not the same guy after Oscar Valdez got to him. But I like this fight right here. I like this fight because Valdez is going to come and he has more skill probably than anybody that uh, Stevenson has ever faced. Not saying he's ready for Stevenson. Not saying that he's going to give Stevenson so many problems that Stevenson is not going to know what to do. It's not what I'm saying. But this is going to be the best guy that each one faces. Stevenson is going to be in there with a guy who has a nice punch. Stevenson is going to be in there with a guy who's coming to knock his head off and a guy who can knock your head off. That's Oscar Valdez. He can do his thing. So for Shakur Stevenson, he's got he's to get in there and he definitely, definitely has to, you know, move his head as he's done. Been a great defensive fighter. And I think that he's going to continue to be, obviously. I think that Shakur Stevenson is going to continue to flourish, going to continue to do what he has to do to get better. Obviously, he's a gym rat. For those of you that don't know, his grandfather, Wally Moses, is always talking about, you know, how, how, how he's in the gym all the time. So for me, I, I just believe that while it's not going to be an easy fight, I believe that it's going to be a good fight. You know, this is a fight with guys who are very, very high skilled. This is a fight with guys who are world champions, world class fighters. So for me, I, I just believe that Shakur Stevenson is going to come out on top in my, in my estimation, what I think, what I believe. But here's the thing, though, when it comes to Shakur Stevenson, his defense is just superb his defense is awesome but his offense is just as good his offense is something that cannot be taken lightly so for those of you out there thinking like hey Shakur Stevenson is gonna have an easy time I don't I don't think so I don't see him having an easy time I see him winning about eight rounds to four but every single round he's gonna have to fight Every single round, he's going to have to come out and he's going to have to go to work. Every single fight, he's going he's gonna to have to earn every second of this fight because Oscar Valdez is not a pushover. He's a guy that's going to come forward. He's a guy that's going to hit you. And he has a good left hook. If he catches Stevenson with that left hook, I think Stevenson's chin is pretty good. I don't know how elite it is. Because Stevenson is so great on defense that we haven't seen him touched yet. 
I don't think that he'll be touched flush, but I think that he'll get touched pretty good because Oscar Valdez is the best guy that he's ever faced. With all that being said, I just think that there is a different level to Shakur. And on this different level, Shakur, he'll get comfortable with being uncomfortable because Valdez will make you uncomfortable. But after he gets comfortable, that's when it's going to be a problem for Valdez. Valdez, I believe, will rely on that left hook somewhere in the fight and say, you know what? I got to go to this. I got to get to this. I'm down in the fight. I'm losing. And I think that when Shakur gets comfortable being uncomfortable with all the things that Valdez will do, with all the moves that he'll make, with all the traps he'll try to set, with the way he'll come in, I think that Shakur will get his, find his rhythm as he always does. You know, he, he finds his rhythm rather early, but I think he'll find his rhythm. And I think that he will get the cleaner, better, timelier shots in this fight. And it'll get it done. It'll, it'll be a decision. Oscar Valdez has a good chin. But he's not going to give up in any point of this fight. He's going to come. He's going to fight. He's going to be ready to get hit. But he's going to be ready to hit. Because I know that he wants to get Shakur out of there. Just as bad as Shakur wants to get him out of there. Shakur has power in his punches. But he's not a knockout puncher. But everybody that fights him knows. They definitely have to respect his punch. Definitely have to respect his power. He's not a guy you're just going to walk through. Or walk down. He doesn't have the devastating power. Of a guy like. A Miguel Burchell. The devastating one punch. Knockout power. You know. Uh, of guys. That, that we've seen in, in, in these divisions. Like Manny Pacquiao in these lower divisions. Before. Not that kind of power. But power where you're going to say. I can't let that hit me two or three times. In a combination. I got to back up. Also on that card, Nico Ali Walsh, the grandson of the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. Look out for him. Four rounds middleweight. He's very, very young, very fresh in the game of boxing. So continue to look out for him. He'll be on the card as well. He's getting a lot of exposure, obviously, because of his name. So Nico Ali Walsh will be in there. I, I know that he's very, very raw. He has a lot of work, a lot of work to do. So... Nico Ali Walsh, the jury's still out on him. Last fight I want to get to. Canelo Alvarez versus Dimitri Bivol, May 7th. This is for the 175-pound light heavyweight title, the WBA, Bivol's title. 12 rounds in Las Vegas. Canelo Alvarez, best fighter in the world. I believe that right now, outside of Shakur Stevenson, he's the best defensive fighter in boxing, the best counterpuncher in boxing outside of Shakur Stevenson. Well, he's a better counterpuncher than Shakur, but he's not a better defender, in my opinion, than Shakur. But when it comes to the big time, the big fights, big conferences, all the media around you, all the hoopla around you, this guy knows what to do. He knows how to handle it. 
He knows how to handle all the attention. He's been doing it for years. Obviously, the only fight that he's lost officially is to Floyd Mayweather, even though I said what I said earlier that I believe that he lost by a round to Gennady Golovkin in the first fight in 2017. Dimitri Bivol, he's, he's probably the most skilled fighter at 175 pounds right now. Can jab, put his combinations together. He's a guy that not a lot of people want to face, not because he's devastating, but because he's quick, because he's slick, and because he, he's just, he, he's a different kind of guy. He doesn't mind not knocking you out. He doesn't mind not getting that highlight reel on SportsCenter. He's going to come in and he's just going to do his job. And he's okay with that. There are guys that they want to trap you. They want to bring you in. There are guys that, you know, will fall for it. But Bivol is not one of those guys. So he's not a fan-friendly fighter because of that. But he's, a, but he's an effective fighter. He's a guy that comes in. He gets the job done. He's proved this so far throughout his career. He's a champion. Deserved champion. I would have liked to see Bivol versus... Are the better be of, but I know that better be of right now. He's got other business to take care of. Because to me, those are the two best guys at 175. But Canelo Alvarez coming up here, obviously, he's the money guy. He's not taking on the boogeyman of the division in Arda Better Biev, you know, who's just a wrecking machine, 17 fights, 17 knockouts. He's getting up there in age. So Canelo Alvarez might give him a go, maybe next year, something like that. Catch him when. You know, he's really, his reflexes have slowed down a ton. So we'll see what happens with that. But if Canelo Alvarez wins this fight, as I believe that he should, I think that Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin in September is going to be something to behold. Going to be something big on the zone. Most likely on the zone. We'll see. That's the fight that the zone has been waiting for. The fight that they have been waiting for as a subscription-based service. People will flock to the zone to watch it because it's probably the biggest money fight that, became, that could be made in boxing right now. It was the biggest money fight when, when both of them took place. So that's what we're waiting for. Canelo Alvarez, get the job done. Go out there and do what you got to do. Canelo Alvarez, I believe, should win this fight. I, I think that Bivol's a guy that he hasn't been stopped. He's a guy that he's very smart in the ring. I believe that Canelo Alvarez will go out and make a statement. I think that Canelo Alvarez will get a late stoppage. Bivol's not a big puncher. Canelo is a great defender, has a good chin, and I think he'll go out there and they'll try to make a statement before that Golovkin fight. Now, not guaranteed or anything, but I think that he's going to try to make that statement. I think he'll get a stoppage somewhere 10, 11, or 12. But it should be a good one. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the big boxing month. That is April of 2022. Gennady Golovkin got a knockout. 
We will see Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez. We will see Canelo Alvarez, May 7th versus Dimitri Bivol. We will see tomorrow night. Errol Spence Jr. versus Jordanis Ugas. But the big one, do not forget, April 23rd, the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, the best boxing dollar that you could spend inside and outside of the ring. The Gypsy King himself, the undefeated heavyweight champion of the world, April 23rd, ESPN Plus pay-per-view, Tyson Fury versus Dillian White. Enjoy your boxing April. All talks of life with Chris Benito.